Good day, everyone. You're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 96. A cupcake a day does not keep you away. I'm your host, Alex, and today I have the honor to have Brittany as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Doing, practicing some uh, social distancing, recording from home, you know, as, as we all should, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. But you know what? At least we have this time for you and me to talk about your hobby, which is perfect. Everybody should pick up a hobby and baking is definitely a good hobby to pick up because first of all, it's fun and then you get to feed yourself. Yes. However, in these crazy times, flour is really hard to find. So ah, okay. there's not been a lot of baking over here. So we'll talk about the past baking you've done or the future yes. baking you will yes. do. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just we, we're at a weird time right now where I can't tell you what I baked today or this week because it's been nothing. Well, well we can ask you what you baked in your mind, what you wanted to bake. Or maybe oh. there's an app online that's like a bake simulation on Steam or something. <laughs> oh, I need to find that. But before we go into baking itself, people, I'm sure people would love to know who is Brittany? I'm me. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not good at those questions. Um, I am 26. I live in Nevada. Is that what I can say? Yeah, you can say whatever can you I, want. Can I say that? Yeah. I'm not going to be more specific than that. Good enough. Um, <laughs> I work for an attorney. That's my day job. I really like to watch TV and do nothing. And then I like to bake and cook. That's 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 it. That's all there is to me. I have a dog. She's wonderful. And you also have a significant other named Cody, who's been on my podcast yes. and I've been on your podcast. So we're very familiar yes. with each other at this point. <laughs> yes. No, we've, this is the first time we've ever spoken, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never, there's like no interactions mm -hmm. through email, Twitter. Nope. This is just like, I just typed in a random email in Skype and just started talking. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I've got nothing else going on. So I figured why not? Yeah, yeah. Talk to Alex. Who, who, pff, Alex is one of those afterthoughts. But anyways, before. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, speaking about your social media stuff, do you have any social media links, websites? Hit, quote, quote, I don't know, hint, hint, podcast that you like to share with people? Yes. Uh, Cody and I do a podcast called Chess Talk. Um, we, I don't play chess. Cody plays chess with other guests or computers. Um, and we just talk about uh, pop culture. I'm sure he's talked about it on his episodes before. Um, it's, it's fun. It's just really chill. We just talk to each other like we would in a normal conversation. Just we record it. <laughs> That's about it. I think I've been on it twice, I believe. Yes. Yes. And hopefully much more in the future. I had so much fun. And every single time I got so into the conversation that I completely forgot to play chess. Yes. That's, yeah. <laughs> it just became a podcast called Talk. Just mm -hmm. no chess, just talk. <laughs> that's why I can't play chess while we do the podcast because I either get really focused on the conversation and forget to play or I get really focused on the game and wanting to win. And I just don't have an opinion on anything. I never win. So, but it's, it's for the fun. Good. But it's a, Neither do I. it's a wonderful podcast. I do highly recommend people to go check it out. And I'll put all the information in the link below. And actually, thanks to Brittany and Cody, they are actually patrons on my podcast or for my podcast. So I'm going to give them a shout out on every single episode in the show notes if you guys want to go support them they're wonderful people but today it's not about their podcast it's about one of their wonderful hosts Brittany so today we're gonna to be talking about baking so how did you actually get introduced to baking probably when I was a lot younger my mom uh, started just baking simple cookies and brownies with me and I didn't really care that much but it was fun and then a few years back I want to say when I was in high school uh, my brother's former wife uh, invited me over to bake stuff with her at Christmas time. Um, just a bunch of like toffee, brownies, cookies, um, little treats to give to our 
friends and family as gifts. And it was probably the most fun I'd ever had baking. So I continued doing it every Christmas. Um, I didn't do it throughout the year because baking can get expensive and time consuming. Um, but that's probably probably how I got first interested in it and kept doing it. Do you actually remember the first thing you've ever baked? And let's say the one that's like, like started it all, like the one like, oh my God, I love baking. I'm going to start baking. This is the first thing, like gingerbread cookies. I don't know. What, do you remember it? I mean, the first thing I ever probably baked was just simple chocolate chip cookies with my mom. But the one that was exciting to me was you could bake more than just cookies was, um, I think, when we made cream cheese brownies. So it's normal brownies, but you make like a fancy like cream cheese swirl topping. And it was just fun. Because you could be a little more adventurous. That was adventurous to me then. Actually, speaking about being adventurous, are you the type of person that like just does the recipe? Or do you also like making like amazing designs and like shapes? I am not. (laughs) I am not an artist at all. So if it looks good at all, I'm happy. I don't go over the top trying to decorate. I am not good at that. But I try to focus on the taste because that's what I know I could get down. Have you ever tried to decorate? And you're like, you know what? No, this is definitely not for me. Um, I made cupcakes. Um, and it's funny that the episode title is about cupcakes. I hate cake and cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried making cupcakes because a coworker suggested it. And then I made frosting and I bought some like cake decorating tools to like decorate them. And it was just such a bitch. I'm sorry. Can I swear? You can swear. I'll hear, I'll swear with okay, you. It was a bitch. It was a bitch. <laughs> I I made the mistake of making my frosting and then uh, putting the frosting in the fridge so it didn't go bad because it's butter. And it just got too hard and I couldn't work with it. And I just got frustrated and I was so tired. It was a Sunday night and I just had to go to bed and go to work. And I just don't have the patience to make things look good. But like you like you said, as long as it tastes good, that's what's most important exactly. for you. Well, I'll, cha- I'll change this to episode topic or title to a cookie a day keeps no one away. Does that work better? That's, that's <laughs> fine. I'm not picky about that. I just thought it was ironic. I, you know, since we're friends, I should have known this. Come on, Alex, you got to do better. Uh, yeah, so get, your shit get all my shit together. Uh, so for <laughs> you, what would you say is the best part about baking on a personal and an emotional level? It's a good question. <laughs> it's really exciting when, you know, I like to make bread a lot and Bread is just like a mess of just sticky dough and then it slowly turns into this like cohesive ball and then that turns into like this really like airy piece of bread. That's really exciting to watch it just transform from a glob of goo to something really tasty. That's probably the most exciting and the best part about it. Same with even if I make cupcakes, it's just some weird like runny batter that turns into a cake. I don't know. I don't get the science behind it, but it's really exciting to just watch it like happen in the oven. It's almost like, you know, you just take wet dough, put it in box, box gets, box get hot. Dough go up. Mmm, tasty. Yes. <laughs> it's like caveman have style. Ever, <laughs> what is really exciting for me is, have you ever seen like shoe pastry get made or like cream puffs get made? No, I haven't, but I, I okay. would love to see it actually. It's, that's the most exciting one to me. Because it's just like uh, flour and water and butter. Um, and it turns into kind of like a, just like a mess of something that just sticks to itself. And then you add some eggs to it and it becomes like a batter. And then you put it in the oven after you pipe it into little balls and they puff. And there's just like this hollow space inside. I don't get how it happens, but it's the most exciting thing to watch. If you ever just 
watch on YouTube someone making a cream puff. It's so much fun to watch. I'm going to have to do that after this. It doesn't this. make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I don't get the sense. science. I don't get the science, but it's so much fun. And that's probably the most fun thing to make. Speaking about uh, science and chemical reactions, are you the type of person that follows a recipe to the T or do you like to like try different things? Maybe like add an extra egg or less egg or try almond milk instead of regular milk or try different things on a recipe. I never take estimations. Um, I don't understand the science behind it, so I don't feel comfortable making substitutions unless it's, you know, I made chocolate chip cookies this week. I'm going to use the same dough recipe and make it, you know, with Reese's Pieces next week or something. That's about as adventurous as as I'll get. But I don't understand the science behind it to not measure my ingredients or substitute them for, you know, milk for almond milk. It's too stressful (laughs) to me. (laughs) You just want the cookie. You want the bakes at the end to just make you feel good. You love the journey. You don't need to worry about like... I want to try a little bit of spice, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You mm-hmm. just want to get to the final result. I, I get it. I get yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe one day when I'm a little more comfortable, but I try a lot of new things. I don't do a lot of repeats. And so if I make something a lot, maybe I'll start messing around with it once I understand like why this specific thing is happening. But, oh, I'm very, very particular. <laughs> so I need to just read the whole recipe and do everything exactly the way it says. So that way, if it messes up, I could blame the recipe and not myself. <laughs> yeah, definitely the recipe. And then you blame the wind, you blame Cody. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Cody walked into the kitchen and it ruined the entire thing. It's just the aura. Oh, Cody, we love you. We love yeah. you. <laughs> and uh, on the topic of recipes, uh, do you prefer finding recipes online? Do you like books? Like, where's your way to go get new recipes? When I first started getting seriously into it, I would just look up certain ideas I had online and try to find the best, like, I don't love food blogs, but I try to find the most well-reviewed ones. But for Christmas, Cody actually got me Paul Hollywood's bread book, um, which has been a lot of fun to work with. So right now I like the books. I think the ones that are, the people that are able to get themselves published probably know what they're talking about. So I trust their methods most of the time, Uh, but I'll take anything. I just want to make something. I have an idea and then I look for someone that made something like it and then I'll use their recipe. Yeah. I like that. And I'm guessing you have a lot of books. So do you plan on the future of our, or maybe you're already doing it right now, but like taking parts of certain books and make your own little personal recipe books. So you have everything that you prefer in one place. I kind of do that with cooking. Um, I make little note cards and I made a little recipe box for them. It takes time to copy down recipes. So maybe when I'm less lazy, (laughs) I'll start compiling the ones that I use a lot and super frequently into my own little book so I don't have to flip through recipes I'm never going to make to find the one I am going to make. You know what? I just came up with that wonderful, stupid idea. You should make a podcast for yourself where you just recite the recipe and you listen to it while you bake. Oh my gosh. No, but then I'd I'd probably be going too fast or too slow and I'd get mad at myself and it would just be a disaster. You you would speak to yourself in third person. Brittany, now put in the egg. Brittany, please (laughs) calm down. I'm not, I am calm. (laughs) I can see myself doing that for (laughs) cooking. Alex, clean up the spaghetti you dropped on the floor. Oh yeah, I dropped it. Alex, you're an idiot. (laughs) How did it know? know. It's spying on me. Alex, I'm not spying on you. I just know your habits. Damn it. It's God. (laughs) Now, when it comes to the actual baking process, do you listen to music or you dance? Like what gets you into the zone of baking? I don't dance. That's 
I'm really clumsy, so that would just be a disaster <laughs> if I was baking and dancing. God. Um, I will listen to music. Uh, I like watching p- shows and listening to podcasts while I'm baking. Um, as long as it's something I don't have to be really focused on, then I'll put it on in the background. You know, right now I've been listening to the Office Ladies podcast mm-hmm. just for some office nostalgia and uh, rewatching BoJack Horseman and some shitty uh, like procedural dramas from the mid 2000s. So those are really good things to have on in the background while I'm baking. Well, like, it seems like the office pops up in my podcast a lot, but I had a friend or a guest, no, no, no friends now who came on my <laughs> podcast for burlesque. And she told me that mm. Phyllis used to do burlesque. Yes. I learned that from the office ladies <laughs> podcast. She used to be a a burlesque dancer yeah. apparently and that's why she shimmies a lot in the office <laughs> i remember there's one episode where she dresses up as a burlesque uh a costume or outfit for halloween and also another yeah. antidote is that she actually wasn't supposed to be an actress on the show she was a writer <laughs> or part of the cast she was the casting director yeah and they just loved her yeah. energy <laughs> so it's awesome mm-hmm. Yeah. And they always talk about how whenever she got to like participate in like the games they play, she was always just genuinely excited as herself, Phyllis and not the character. Oh, that's awesome. That was it was really like cute. I always liked her as a person. So speaking about that, have you I know some people do this, some people don't. But when you're watching a TV show or that is not related to cooking or baking, but you saw a recipe on there, you're like, oh, I would love to try to make that. Have you ever done that? Like if I saw someone cooking something in the office, is that what you mean? Or like, yeah, let's say uh, when uh, was it Angela did brownies, for example, Mm -hmm. would you be like, Um, oh, I would love to learn how she made those brownies. I know it's like, there's not much details, like one, like two minute uh, segment. I mean, it sounds like, um, it reminds me of what Binging with Babish does, Mm -hmm. where he'll take like a snippet from like a TV show or a movie where they just mention a specific food and then he tries to recreate it. There are some when they, they focused on it, like um, it's a Wes Anderson movie, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. There's this pastry. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a huge focus of the movie for some reason. And that always seemed fun to try to recreate. But it's such a particular um, pastry. I want to say it's like um, like a cream puff, but like stacked. And I don't have time for that. Um <laughs> But no, I mostly get excited when I'm watching, you know, like the Great British Bake Off or some cooking show and I watch people's methods be like, oh, I could do that. I really get excited by Chopped. Hmm. You know, when they open the recipe basket, I like to pause it and see what I would make out of it before they start saying what they're making. Um, So not from like normal shows, but from specifically cooking and baking, that's where I get a lot of my ideas. Yeah, I would imagine Hell's Kitchen is not one of those shows that keeps you calm, just yelling all the time, like, oh god, okay, okay, I'm stressed too. That's actually what my brain is like while I'm baking. It's just constantly yelling. <laughs> so, I know it sounds weird. I, it really is an enjoyable hobby, but I'm constantly, <laughs> like, on edge. <laughs> but I still enjoy it, don't worry. It's your competitive side, like, you gotta do this, you gotta finish, it's pumping you up. Oh, I'm such a <laughs> perfectionist and I need to do it right and it needs to be amazing and that's how I just motivate myself to get through it. And did you ever take baking classes or would you like to take baking classes to learn new things or you're more like uh, self-taught? Mostly self-taught. I always look for um, the experts advice. So I'll look up what Paul Hollywood says about bread. I'll look up YouTube videos about what things are supposed to look like, but I've never taken a baking class. If I ever just had enough money, I would absolutely want to go to 
a cooking school or a baking school and learn how to do it correctly. But for now, it's just fun to try to figure it out on my own. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's kind of like satisfying when you achieve it. Like I did this all on my own. Exactly. I don't know how yeah. I got here, but it's happened. <laughs> exactly. That's how I felt the first time I made bread. <laughs> and to get there, people tend to mess up every now and then, right? So on that, yes. have you ever messed up a recipe, but it actually turned out to become a beautiful accident? So in other words, like you thought it was horrible, like it was going to come out horrible. But when you taste it, you're like, oh, it's actually good. I wouldn't say anything turned into like a beautiful accident, but like it'll turn out fine. It's edible. It still <laughs> tastes good, but nothing like this is amazing. I made donuts for the first time within the last couple of months and I messed up a couple times and, you know, it still turned out edible, you know, but it didn't, it wasn't amazing. No beautiful accidents over <laughs> here. I'm not, I'm not God. <laughs> okay. So talking about like messing up and stuff like that, are you the one who tastes your food first or do you give it to somebody to taste it like Cody? Um, Cody doesn't really like sweets. I just need to out that. Um, but I will taste the things I make. I make him taste them. I also bring them to work and make them all be my guinea pigs. <laughs> but they all love everything I make. So they don't even need to know what I messed up. They just eat it. You're like, they're like, oh, it's free food. Why not? Exactly. Um, they're the ones that give me the ideas of what to make because they're the ones that are going to be eating it. So I feel like you're at your office or at your work. You're like having a little piece of paper, like are right, taking down people's orders. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, that uh, with a side of uh, milkshake. Yeah, okay, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, kind of. Um, <laughs> never. No one ever gets something different than everyone else. I don't have that much time. <laughs> I want a souffle, the size oh, of. Oh God, no. <laughs> have you ever tried doing a souffle? Um. No, I don't hate myself. <laughs> no, I'm sure they're not as bad if you just have the patience, but that's the one thing I probably always struggle with is patience. But practice makes perfect. So I'm sure uh, after yes. you do this for more and more time, you're like, you know what? I got this. I can do this with my eyes closed. Probably not the best idea, <laughs> but <laughs> in theory, yeah. you know, like you'll, you'll know it like the back of your hand. Yeah. Actually, knowing the back of your hand, you have some tools, equipment, are you the type that just buys anything or do you have like these special ones that like, oh, wait, these, this one means something to me. Like this is my special spatula. I'm not using any other spatula than this one. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any sentimental value on any of them, um, but there are some that definitely just work better for what I'm trying to do. And that varies depending on what I'm making. So it's really all about utility. Then this is my spatula. This is my baking spatula. It's this is the one that will help me accomplish what I'm trying to make with this recipe. That's really how I make my decisions. But I use my KitchenAid for everything. So mm. if that counts. My other friend who I've interviewed about baking said her KitchenAid is amazing. So I'm guessing it's like a must have for anybody who does baking, correct? If you want it to be a little bit easier, yes. But I'm completely understanding of the fact that KitchenAids are ridiculously expensive. You can get you can accomplish baking without one. I don't. I don't want people to think that they have to have a KitchenAid or else they can't make anything because that's just not true. You know, people in the 1400s didn't have a KitchenAid <laughs> and they made bread. Imagine they did in the back, just like a, a hidden KitchenAid. <laughs> just... Dude, that would change my entire world and I would need to get a new degree. Yeah, they find, yeah exactly. They find one in like in a museum. It's like, yeah, this was used in like the year 1000. What? KitchenAid? Really? Oh, that'd, that'd be crazy. I would want to see like an ancient version of a KitchenAid. It's an actual person. 
just name they just named the person kitchen aid <laughs> oh my god i mean that's their title <laughs> yeah that's their title oh god um so yeah it really does help it makes things a lot easier especially i'm not gonna lie i use it to knead bread so i don't have to knead bread i'm not very strong but you can you can bake stuff without a kitchen aid it's possible it just takes a little more time and patience but if it's something you really want to do and you don't have the money for a kitchen aid don't let that stop you yeah, it makes me think you know, we're talking about like tools and equipment for baking. My grandfather, before he passed away, he had this spoon. He was an orthopedic surgeon, but also he loved cooking and baking. But mm-hmm. he had this wooden spoon for cooking that he used for 50 years. And now it turned into a little nub and he still uses it. Oh, it's my like God. It's his spoon. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm wondering if that will ever happen to you. For maybe like a spatula, like a little, that'd be really... Maybe. A spatula might be really hard if it's a nub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out of 10 times, how many times would you mess up a recipe? Um, Let me think about the last 10 things I've made. <laughs> Do some math. Because I'm so particular, I feel like it'd be two to three times, you know? I'm a little generous with myself. Everything always tastes good, I will say. I don't always follow things to a T where not like the basic recipe and ingredients, but you know, how long I'm supposed to let something rest, you know, I'm a little impatient. (laughs) So it doesn't completely mess it up, but I'm counting it as a little bit of a mess up just because human nature caused me to mess up. For half a second, I just imagine you like baking some cookies, pulling it out of the oven and shoving it directly in your mouth without letting it rest. It's like, no, I got to have it now. And like, it burns like the burn's so good, but still... Gotta gotta fight for the. Do you have a camera in my kitchen? (laughs) Do you actually? That's pretty much what happened. I mean, every time I make cookies, I need to have one. I like when they're hot and like the chocolate's still like melting. And then your tongue, your tongue goes numb because of the heat. Yeah, it's worth it. It's fine. I love your courageousness. I love how you're like, let's do it. Let's go in. All or nothing. I love cookies. I need everyone to know I love cookies. It's my favorite thing to make. It's my favorite thing to eat. I love cookies. Okay, so I have two questions on that. The first one, what is your favorite cookie? Ooh, I don't like that question. (laughs) (sighs) I'm just trying to think. Oh, no, I wasn't prepared for this. Raisins and prune cookie. (laughs) No, no. Okay, so normally the most common cookie that I would say that I is my favorite is a white chocolate macadamia nut. However, I got creative one day and made a chocolate chip with Reese's Pieces one. And that was pretty delicious if you like peanut butter. It tasted like a peanut butter cup cookie. So that does sound awesome. Reese's is my favorite chocolate. Just gotta give out yeah. a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> and the next the next question to that is have you ever done like a giant cookie? Or always just small ones? God, always small ones. I've wanted to make a giant cookie, but I know no one would eat it with me, and then I would just feel terrible afterwards. And I know that it's the larger the cookie, you have to adjust the baking time and it's not going to cook all the way through. And I'm terrified of like overcooking part of it and undercooking part of it. So I'm just maybe one day I'll try it if I'm like having a party or entertaining guests and they all want to eat cookies. I'll make one giant cookie and put some ice cream on it. And uh, so you mentioned Cody doesn't necessarily like uh, sweets, but in at home, do you guys cook or bake together or do you prefer baking alone? I prefer baking alone. I am a little controlling, in, at least in the kitchen. I have specific ways I like to do things, and I don't bless Cody's heart. He does <laughs> things his own way. I don't know if you ever watched the Bon Appetit YouTube channel. No, I have not. Okay. Well, one of the chefs, she's a pastry chef, and she 
asks for help, but then people do things not the way she would do them. And she like ends up just taking over again. <laughs> and that's exactly what I do <laughs> because I'm crazy. Have you ever baked with anybody else or just like always like my kitchen, my rules, my, my zone, my area? Um, when I was younger, you know, I would cook with my mom or I cooked with my former sister-in-law ever since I've moved out and done my own thing. I just, I prefer to like, that's my time. I don't, I want everyone out of the kitchen. Let me just do this. <laughs> it's my zone. Uh, speaking about uh, your mom, if you don't mind me asking, have you taught your mom anything and has your mom taught you anything in baking? Um, I don't think I've ever taught her anything. Um, I don't talk to her about baking a lot, but um, hmm, it's a good question. I think one thing I did learn, I guess, is my mom bakes more than I realized. You know, she brought bread over one day and I don't ever remember her making bread in my life, but she made some really good bread. And so I am interested in talking to her about it and maybe baking with her again. I just never really realized how much she actually bakes until recently. Yeah, but it makes sense because she's the one that taught me how to bake initially. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And uh, maybe she has a hidden secret secret uh, recipe book just waiting. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just remembered something. I did try to convert my mom into um, measuring her ingredients with a scale rather than in cups. You know, because she grew up um, in a time where you should take home economics classes. And she always taught me the proper way to measure flour. I don't like measuring flour that way anymore <laughs> because it's so easy to like overshoot it not get the exactly because flour can like smush together if you don't do it right so if you just weigh it out it is a lot more precise so i'm trying to convert her over to that so did you buy her a scale uh, i should i told her that they were really cheap but i don't think she bought one yet so i'll buy her one but i am a recent con convert over into weighing my ingredients so i can't i can't fault her no i'm not an expert in baking but you are are you the type that prefers to measure in ounces or in let's say the metric system what is your preferred because i know there's both sides so as of recently i've moved over to measuring in grams mm. you know, it seems to be a lot more precise i grew up using you know the american way of cups and uh, tablespoons, teaspoons. I still use tablespoons and teaspoons, but I'm trying to get away from measuring in cups just because especially with flour, it can be so imprecise and it can really change the way something turns out. You know, I'm up in Canada and like the we use the American system well, for myself for height and weight, but everything else I've used like the metric system, which I don't necessarily understand how. So now I'm trying to force myself to use the metric system for height and weight. So Mm -hmm. It's one of those weird things. <laughs> so when you bake or cook, I don't know if you bake or cook very often. I'm assuming you probably cook a lot. Do you measure ingredients by weight or do you measure with cups? I do a lot of guesstimation. Okay. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yep. So like, yeah, it looks like, like I, one of my things I love to create a log and I've had this debate with a friend. I don't know if it's considered baking or cooking, but making crepes. That's a oh, that's like is a hot dog a sandwich kind of kind of question. Yeah, is it is it baking or cooking? Because you're mixing flour, egg. You're making a batter, so I would call that baking. Because you know, I think oh, there's some uh, tortillas <laughs> are made on like a stove top, and I would consider that baking because it's like a bread. So yeah, for that, like huh. when I first started, I just did um, like I measured. I think I did cups because I didn't have uh, I had teaspoons, tablespoons, and then mm -hmm. as I went along, I'm like. 
yeah, this looks about right. This is the looks pretty viscous. Yeah, that's that's a good. I just I can't determine how much I'm making. Like I make a stack load, but I'm like, yeah, that, that's that that seems good. <laughs> oh my god, that's that stresses me out. <laughs> Feeding for oh a week, god. but one time I did try making a crepe pizza, which was dope. How did you make a crepe pizza? So you make the crepes, and then you put all the ingredients as you would for a pizza mm-hmm. into the crepe, and then you roll it up and, oh, and okay. put it in the microwave for a little bit so the cheese melts, and it's just like. It was so good. Anyways, this is me just wandering off in my imagination. Uh, I love talking about food. It's totally (laughs) fine. Um, Now, for you, do other people's opinion have an impact on you when it comes to baking? Can you elaborate on that question? I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. So, in other words, let's say you make something and somebody's like, well, I don't like this because of this, this. Or somebody gives non-constructive criticism like, well, I don't like chocolate chip cookies, so your cookies are horrible. Um. I mean, if it's something like that, I'll just be like, oh, okay, that's fine. You don't have to like chocolate chip cookies. You can be wrong. Um, but, you know, if it's something about like, oh, well, this tastes like a, like a little raw, like, you know, if the something feels a little underdone, like I absolutely take that to heart or, you know, use it as a reminder. Okay, be patient next time and don't just take it out of the oven before it's done. Um, but I've had very good feedback, I will say. I've been very fortunate. No one's been too harsh. Uh, but, you know, I try to just take everyone's opinions as constructive, even if it's just, well, I don't really like this. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. I'll, I'll try to switch it up. What do you like? It's fine. Well, if you need an extra tester, you know, you can just send a cookie up to Canada and I'll test it for you. All right. <laughs> it might get yeah. stale by that time, but you never know. I, I will uh, put it in a Tupperware with a piece of bread so it stays moist. And a lot of bubble wrap just to protect it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started baking? Patience. Um, or I would run out of time a lot. Cause, hey, baking forces you to kind of spend a good amount of time. Um, one thing I learned when I first started is you need to read the recipe all the way through because you think, oh, I can just make this real fast and then I can, you know, go hang out with some friends later. Sometimes you have to let something rest for like five hours and then you have to come back to it. So... <laughs> I didn't have the patience for that. So that was the biggest challenge when I first started is, you know, reading it through, making sure I actually set enough time aside to accomplish what I wanted to do and not just skipping steps or rushing it. So it sounds like you have everything down to a science. And on that uh, note, yeah. it's, well, you know, more or less a science. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, we can say that. <laughs> yeah. And so what is your current biggest challenge? Still patience, but less so. Biggest challenge is kind of just the amount of space I have. I'm trying to get into some more overambitious recipes. Um, I tried making puff pastry, which, you know, it turned out okay. But I don't feel like I have enough space where I'm currently living to fully accomplish that. So that's the biggest challenge is, you know, there are all these things I want to make, but I know that I couldn't accomplish it with the space I have or the tools I have right now. So I need to kind of dial that back and... Just maybe work on perfecting the things I've already been making before I start branching out. Actually, on that note, uh, I, I don't know if I already asked this, but I'll ask it again if I have. Uh, what is the one big thing that you want to make? Let's say you had unlimited tools, unlimited space, all the right equipment. What is, what is the one dream thing you want to make eventually? Oh, my God. Good puff pastry. <laughs> no, um, I think it's... Uh... I think it's just strudel where it's similar to a puff pastry, but you roll it out so, so, so thin. And it's like, you know, I don't even know how long the dough ends up being. I want to say at least like 10 feet of dough. 
Um, and then you like roll it around and it kind of like similar to like a croissant. It's just super flaky and buttery, but oh God, I don't <laughs> have the time, the patience, the space, the tools for that yet. But I've watched them make it on the Great British Bake Off a couple times and it just looks so good. Is it weird that I taste it in my mouth right now? Like No, I <laughs> Yeah, I get it. I get it completely. You're not crazy. This is a really stupid question, but is there a tool that doesn't exist but you would like to see to help make the process easier, faster, or just better experience for you? I remember this question from your last baking episode. And I've been thinking about it ever since you asked it, and I can't think of anything. <laughs> Because I feel like there are so many tools out there that I'm not even aware of that people have come up with that, you know, you think might be useless, but end up being so helpful. They're usually the tools that have one specific purpose, like a garlic crusher. You know, it's literally for one specific thing and you never need it for anything else. Um, but I can't think of anything. I liked um, the last person, Awa. Awa, yeah, name? yeah. Yeah. I liked her idea of, you know, like a flash kind of cooler so you can get to decorating but i also don't decorate things very well so that's not on my priorities but it's a good idea yeah and then with the flash cooler you can actually eat it without burning your mouth after <laughs> yes yes exactly <laughs> I'm, I'm looking out for your safety Brittany. that's all that's all i'm yes. doing uh, i would say maybe it already exists but a attachment on the KitchenAid where while it's like mixing a dough, it can simultaneously scrape down the sides of the bowl for you. Because I'll try to do it while the KitchenAid's going and I end up just like hitting the uh, attachment and just shaking everything and it freaks me out. So maybe an attachment that does it for me. I could just imagine you doing it. It's like, it's a battle. It's like a sword fight. Like, ah, okay, it just is. <laughs> God, I get so frustrated and I start just like throwing my KitchenAid on the ground. <laughs> No, that doesn't happen. You and your KitchenAid have like <laughs> such a close and like chaotic relationship. I feel like it, yes. it's, it's a beautiful love-hate relationship. At the end, it's all about it's the fun. end result, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It takes a beating, so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> beating, I say, was that a, like a pun for like beating eggs and stuff like that? Is that what you're doing? Oh, oh goodbye. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> and uh, uh, what are some uh, misconceptions about people who do baking? See, I'm not sure if there are any. Maybe I'm just not exposed to it. But I think at least over the past decade, the media of, you know, like TV movies about, you know, chefs and baking, you know, just kind of show that anyone can do it. Doesn't really matter what you're like or who you are. Just so I don't really know if there are any misconceptions at this point. Like, you know, my, like maybe 10 years ago, I would think like, oh, people would think like a guy doesn't normally bake. But no, there are plenty of amazing male chefs and bakers or maybe there are people that would think like, oh, if you bake, you probably eat all your food and you've gained so much weight. Like, no, it doesn't always mean that. I don't know. I'd say over the past decade, just watching people bake on TV and in movies or cook just shows like, there really isn't a specific type of person that does it. It could be anyone. So I'm not aware of any misconceptions. And it's in every country around the world. Everybody bakes. Exactly. Everyone has their own, you know, culture and specific types of baking or cooking that they do. And it's so different. It's like so exciting to learn. Actually, speaking of that, is there any types of bakes from another country that you said, oh, that looks cool. I'd like to give that a try. Maybe not baking, but I follow this chef from the Bon Appetit kitchen um, who is Indian and makes a lot of Indian food. And I've never really, I didn't grow up eating a lot of Indian food, but oh my God, I want to try making a lot of the stuff she makes. It looks so good. Oh God. So 
Indian food, I guess. Uh, baking. Can't think of anything off the top of my head at the moment. Watch you after this episode. Like, oh my God, all these ideas. Alex, why didn't I tell exactly, you? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I can prepare for the questions you wrote, the ones that are off the top of your head. I'm, I'm not quick enough. I have a lot of top off the top of my head. I'm it's, I'm a sporadic curiosity. You should you should <laughs> interview people for a living. You should do that if you aren't already. I my you know well as my job I kind of do ask people a lot of questions, but <laughs> it's not it's not oh, a pleasant you're right. <laughs> it's not a pleasant type of questions people like to be asked. But yes, this one is a more calm, relaxed. Hopefully yes. you're not too stressed. <laughs> I am constantly stressed. And actually, speaking of which, has it ever stressed you out? I know it's, I feel like it's already a question. You already know the answer, but I have to ask it. Has baking ever stressed you out? Yeah. Yeah. But once it's all done, I feel a lot better and it was worth it. So when you do get stressed out, what do you do? Do you just keep going at it saying, I have to finish it? Or you take a step back saying, you know what? I'll take a five minute break, go for a walk, um, relax, watch a show or do something else. Um, I mostly get stressed when it's something that I have to be constantly watching over. So I can't, I don't really have the time to like step back and just, or else it would just ruin everything. Um, the first time I made a pastry cream was probably really stressful for me, but you have to, you have to stay there. You have to keep your eye on the temperature make sure you're taking things off the heat at the right time. And you just, you have to stay there. It doesn't matter if you're stressed. So I just thought of something. A type of tool that allows you like a nanny cam, but can also tell you like the progress of your puffs and your bakes and like it just has the temperature and just so you can like step away to go get your dog. Probably you shouldn't go for a walk with your dog while you're baking something. But I mean, like if you go into the other room, you could have that if you have to go to the washroom or you know what I mean? Would that be something? A baby monitor a baby for mon my baking. Yeah. <laughs> it would be I mean, I'll just buy a baby monitor. <laughs> I think they make cameras that you can put in your oven. Really? So that'd be fun to have. Wow. I don't know how that's possible just with how hot it gets, but I'd like to like have a clearer picture of what's happening. Yeah. My oven is, it came pretty dirty with the apartment, so I can't really see through the the little glass window they come with. Well, worst case, you know what you do if you need a little break? You just send Cody to look at the bakes while you take a break. <laughs> I will not do that because <laughs> he'll be like, I don't know, it looks done. Well, you have a dog too, right? <laughs> yes, you I do. You can also send in the dog to just take a look, I'm sure. She'll just eat it. She'll just eat it. <laughs> She'll take it out of the oven and eat it? No. <laughs> oh my God. Cody oh and the God. dog, just both of them. They're, they're, oh God, that stresses me out more. <laughs> All right, let's, let's no, move. I'm too controlling. I need to have... <laughs> I need to be watching it. All right, let's move away from stressful because this is hobbies. Hobbies should not be that stressful. Is this something that you would love to share with people or want to keep it more for yourself, your hobby of baking? So I go back and forth on this a lot. You know, I don't enjoy my day job. I'll just say that. And I think sometimes it'd be so much fun to just, you know, really practice baking and maybe start selling them at like farmer's markets. Maybe one day if I'm feeling up to it, opening a bakery, but then I don't want it to be my job either because I want it to be just something I do for fun and just impress myself with every now and then instead of like, okay, I have to wake up and do these bakes or else I don't have a livelihood, <laughs> you know? That's the drawback. It's kind of one of those things like you want to do to escape from reality. It's like, all right, this is my time for me. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It depends on the day. I Some days I'm like, yes, I want to just bake things every day and sell them or just share it with everyone. Or it's no, I just want to do it for me. I It really changes each day. 
And that's good. That's good. There's a balance. Like one day you can't be on top every single day. It's good to mm-hmm. find that balance. Yeah. And uh, do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in picking up this hobby? Um, I think I mentioned it earlier. Always read the recipe before you start because you may think you could knock it out in like an hour, but you really have to sit there for three hours waiting for something to rest. And you, you just have to. You have to read the recipe before you start. And uh, I've asked this question at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again. Do you have any social media links, websites uh, that you would love to share with people so they can come find you? I mentioned earlier um, the Chess Talk podcast. Um, It's mostly Cody tweeting on there. I do not, you know, I don't have any control over the social media (laughs) aspects of Instagram, Twitter for that. Um, I have personal ones that, you know, I don't, I post a lot of my pictures of what I've baked on my Instagram. Uh, I also have a Twitter. Um, those are both at unicorn. I'm sure you could link that if you wanted to, Alex. I absolutely will. <laughs> All right. Um, it's not, it's nothing impressive. Um, my pictures aren't great. You mostly see pictures of what I baked or my dog. And then my Twitter, I just retweet memes. That's it. So if you want to follow that, you can. Come on, people. You got to give some support. Brittany- definitely follow Chess Talk. Follow everything Brittany says. Follow all her advice, especially following the recipe. Today is all about oh, that's following. Too much pressure. <laughs> okay. Follow part of the recipe and then see how that turns out. Probably not good, but then the next one you'll be like, all right, I should probably follow the recipe. But uh, yeah, I'll put all that information in the link below or in the description below so people can go check it out, support you, follow you, and maybe get in connection. Maybe you and Awa can, you know, talk about baking if you guys. Uh, want to connect i I don't know i'm just the messenger here teach me so much (laughs) i'm sure she would love to get in contact with you and share some love she's so professional she's very passionate that she's extremely like i've tried her bakes they're amazing but once again i I, this is not about awa it's not about me it's all about you that's a lie last question is actually about me why did i do that do you have any questions for me about baking oh um what's the last thing you baked Oh, last thing I baked, I only bake crepes if it's considered baking. <laughs> I'll consider it baking. Okay, so that, that's the last thing I did. I did crepes. I think I rolled it up with peanut butter and bananas. I just love peanut butter Ooh, and bananas. Good choice. Yeah. And I made like at least 27 crepes. Oh my gosh. And I have like the little stick like they do in the, like, uh, the stores, like the little wooden like thing to spread out the crepe and have a crepe pot plate kind of thing. And I just oh, love doing wow. that. It's it's my fun, relaxing process. And I never know how many I'm going to make, which would stress you out. But me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's for two people. Yeah. 27 crepes. That's that's reasonable, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know exactly how many are going to yield. I just need to have all the ingredients mm-hmm. measured accurately. My wife yeah. always complains that I overbuy uh, like too much stuff to make crepes and stuff like that. I'm like, well, I'm, you know, what? I'm thinking about the week. Yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> A week full of crepes. Because I'm the type that I can eat the same food for a long time. She's like, I, I can't eat it more than two days in a row kind of thing. Yeah, I am i don't like leftovers. So, yeah, I get that. She's not wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. I, I get it. I get it. I'm wrong. I'm no, sorry, honey. If you like crepes, you like crepes. And if you want to eat them every day, that's totally fine. Probably not the healthiest thing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah who cares? It, we're in quarantine. Eat whatever you want. <laughs> well, if this episode comes out in a few months, hopefully we're not in quarantine anymore and people are practicing. I hope not. <laughs> and people are practicing good hygiene. This is not a uh, announcement. People should already do this. But uh, yeah, anyways, this is all about baking. Uh, the bakes are in quarantine in the oven when they're getting uh, prepared. And then they're getting mm-hmm. quarantined in your stomach and then quarantined in the toilet. And this is just weird where I'm going with this. Uh, we have severely dated this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So uh, yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Brittany, for coming on and just listening to me rant about toilets and ovens. and. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And I hope I was... There wasn't too much vocal fry for everyone. No, you were an amazing guest. And now I've had your whole family. I say your whole family, except so I had Cody, you. I haven't had your dog yet. I'm pretty sure that might be hard to do for this podcast. But, you know. She could just awoo at you the whole time. Ooh. So how did you get yes. introduced to awooing? Woo. Mm. <laughs> what are some misconceptions <laughs> about awooing? Woo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate when people think that. <laughs> So yeah, if you guys want to learn more about Brittany, I'll put all the links in the description below so you can go check her out and give her some give her some support and also go check out her podcast with Cody called Chess Talk. It's an awesome podcast. I appeared twice on there and they're just they have over 200 episodes, right? Are you guys just you guys are just going up, aren't you? Yeah, I think we're at 250. Wow. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. That's crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's enough episodes to just get through anything. There's so much to talk about on that show. So go give that some mm -hmm. love. And uh, if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast, you, if you want to leave a review, I won't say no. Reviews are good. And of course, uh, I'm selling merch if you're interested uh, on Redbubble. Yeah, that's the site. It'll be in the link below. It's a bunch of time for your hot time for your hobby stuff on stuff you didn't know you didn't need. And also, if you're interested in becoming a patron like Cody and Brittany, you can do that as well. Like, they're awesome. I just I can't thank you guys enough for doing that. So once again, thank you, Brittany. No problem. Don't worry about it. Okay, well, now I'm going to worry about <laughs> we just it. Support the community. <laughs> and I'll support you. So uh, until the next episode, we should get a Patreon now. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, you guys have 250 episodes. You should have a Patreon. But like, we have like two listeners. It's fine. I'm well, just kidding. You're gonna get more. I will. Everybody listening yes. to this podcast, go listen to Chess Talk. If you like movies, TV shows, video games, we talk about those things a lot. <laughs> what is a movie? <laughs> <sighs> I don't, I don't even know. I don't have a clever comeback for that. Shut up, Alex. Sad. Shut up. That's, that's, that's the clever comeback. But yes, so uh, until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care. <laughs>